Hello, welcome back to the Age of Empires, ASAP Weekly Age of Empires podcast. Wow, I can't believe I messed that up. I'm so happy that you messed it up because this is my first time hearing it and the mess up is there. <laughs> the mess up is there. I, I think I'm going to include the whole intro. That whole section is just going to be there. The whole just okay? empty thing? No okay, music. Okay. We're jumping in, dude. <laughs> All right. I like that. <laughs> uh, I'm joined today on the Age of Empires podcast by a very special guest, someone we haven't seen uh, since... You know, since we did an artifact podcast back in the day, hunting yeah. wabbits. How's it going, hunting wabbits? It's going pretty good. How are How are you? It's been a while since. Uh, yeah, since we we, we don't. Like this. Yeah, yeah, we definitely don't talk on a regular basis. No. Um, <laughs> yeah, hunting wabbits uh, has mysteriously disappeared. And been, you know, there's some other guy on the other show that's like similar sounding, but don't get confused. All right, no, there's only one no. hunting wabbits. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Um, so yeah, we're going here. There's a bunch of updates happening in AOE4, and we thought we'd go over them. Yeah. Um, yeah, you, you ready for this? Uh, I am ready. I, I honestly just want to hear them because I think they're going to be so much fun to listen to. Yeah, yeah. I mean, listen, I think as as both of us, so those who don't know about the podcast, the original form of the ASAP Weekly podcast, like in general, was for Artifact, this card game for Dota related thing. Big um, throwback to 2019. Lots of patch updates in that. In, yeah, 2019. 2019, 2019, okay, okay, I believe. Okay. Well, no, I guess you're right. I guess technically you started at the very end of 2018. Yes. And it, and then it kind of went into Until 2019, 2019 the beginning. <laughs> Your run on the show was pretty much only 2018. So I guess, True. I guess yeah, I guess we're uh, approaching three years of our network. So um, mm. there you go. Uh, but I just think it's funny that we're back here talking about patch notes again. <laughs> Yeah, that's what we talked about in the artifact game it's such a throwback for me it's been so long since we actually talked about patch notes <laughs> amazing um so uh there's a couple different things that we'll go over, a couple different topics uh we're gonna start with listener related things mm-hmm. um then we're gonna go into the genesis um tournament that happened with a bunch of you know pro players from all these rts games joining into one uh and then we'll end with uh i knew i i, I swear i had something after oh right the patch notes right the the main event <laughs> <laughs> the main thing that I, we've been talking about already <laughs> yeah i know how to structure a show uh yeah. you know you put the anyway yeah, yeah uh you put the main event on last okay yes so the first of I, i'm gonna start doing this anyone who joins our age of empires um discord i usually wave and like say like hey hello like how did you get into rts and stuff Mm-hmm. Um, and I haven't really been mentioning it on the show, but I'm going to start doing it because I think it's fun because uh, there's some funny answers from time to time. Nice. Um, so excluding this very... Oh, there's also currently in Age of Empires uh, Discord, a lot of people talking about hockeys and stuff. So that'll be one of the topics in a second. Uh, so here it is. So here's the welcome uh, from uh, Hollow Soul joining our Discord. It says, uh, like, how did he get into RTS? You know, what kind of games is he is interested in? I was obsessed with AOE 2 and Warcraft 3 and Dad's PC as a kid. Never really got into multiplayer until recently watching the Genesis tournament, which we'll talk about, and listening to the podcast, of course. Oh, look at that. Wow. We get a shout okay. out. How do you like that, nice. Wabs? I actually really like that. That's, it's kind of crazy that um, this, this person like played AOE 2 and Warcraft 3 so long ago and is now like, you know what? Let's go. Let's, let's see what the competitive scene's like after, what, almost 20 years? That, that is wild. That is wild. Yeah. That I mean, that is Age of Empires right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh love that uh, or like starcraft 2 workout people mm-hmm. coming in uh also based in in australia so there you go Ooh, nice we love the aussies in, yeah lots of aussies i feel listen to our show um i don't know if it's commonwealth connection but there you go uh <laughs> um yeah i i think i think it's really cool to see people getting into it and i'm hoping aoe4 just keeps going like i I kind of feel like it's kind of becoming the thing I didn't. Well, so I recently I, I've I've so okay. Listen, uh, hunting mm-hmm. wabbits. Mm-hmm. Uh, recently, <laughs> I've uh, I've been like I throw all my eggs into a basket. Okay. Okay, as you always do. Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So one that thing, way, there when I'm de- demonstrably wrong, uh, <laughs> it's something we can talk about in the podcast content. Of course. Uh, so <laughs> content. I, you know how to do content. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so. What uh, what I did is I said that essentially this is AOE. Actually, I'm saying this now. I, don't, I think I alluded to it the last episode, but I'm going to say it now. Okay, AOE <laughs> four is going to become all the RTS games combining. Okay, ooh, they're just oh, becoming one I game. I love that now. take. Okay, yeah, all the all the communities joining together. That's my wish. Okay, uh, to have them all under one banner. That was your 
your not actually explicitly said hot take of last episode. That I now clarify. So now it's a thing. Okay. 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 Well, we'll see how that how that goes. I really like that take though, because that's just like it's kind of kind of wholesome. It's not like every other game is gonna die. No, it's like all of the games are coming together. And now we have this one amalgamation of all of the communities that were small alone, but they're very powerful and larger together. <laughs> there you go. And I mean, yeah, so I'm, I'm hoping that continues. Uh, the other uh, introductions from Goalie Giant. Uh, I didn't, Goalie Giant says, I didn't really play RTS growing up because of our family PC was bad. I could barely handle the civilization games, which I did play a lot. <laughs> Love that. Uh, I have a decent dish laptop now. I've always wanted to try OE, so I did and loved it. Haven't gotten into ranked, but I've had, had a lot of fun playing against my siblings. I know this is where it gets good. Aww. The actual reason I found this podcast was because in one game, my brother was the Koreans and just created a huge fleet of turtle ships, as well as a large descent of army of war wagons, and I couldn't break through. After listening to 90, 99% of the AOE 2 episodes, I trampled all three siblings the very next game. <laughs> <laughs> So I can confirm listening to this podcast will make you beat your siblings. All right? Yes, it makes you better, at least if you're at the start. <laughs> well, I mean, I think I've always laughed about this, right? But like if we do like a lot of in-depth strategic stuff, mm-hmm. it's like everyone at some point is already doing that stuff, right? Or knows most of the stuff if they're a certain rank. Mm-hmm. Um, but if you're against people who like all of you are starting from zero, then the amount you can possibly learn is so much that you just get that much better. Yes. It's an insanely uh, big step up if you have a place to actually find all of like the, you know, lower level techniques. I'm going to say lower level, but I don't actually know what lower level is. Um, <laughs> all those, yeah, like, you've never things. you've never been to lower level. You're a master of yeah. all the games you play. Exactly. Exactly. I'm just too better. Too too good at things. Too better. Too, better. too better. Too better at things. So exactly like my speaking. Um, <laughs> so I, I've never dealt with the lower levels of, uh, you know, you know. <laughs> Yeah, low elo legends have never touched Wabbits' uh, lips. Um, exactly. <laughs> another thing that Goalie Giant says also found amusing coincidence that the host is Canadian with Polish heritage while well, he is as well. So there you go. Nice. Uh, <laughs> so, um, yeah. Uh, I, there it is. There's that intro. Uh, there are some actual questions. There's now a question thread in the Discord, um, and we're going to answer them regularly on the podcast. Nice. Um, also, welcome so, to those two in the Discord. Welcome. Yes. Sorry. Welcome everyone in the Discord. Uh, also, the link will be in the description. Uh, welcome mm-hmm. those two, and welcome everyone previous who I hadn't chatted on the podcast. Uh, you're like, you have to. You kind of feel like you know when when there's like, I don't know. You have a phone plan, and then someone gets like a really good deal for like joining now. Mm-hmm. They were like, they got like the joining now deal, and everyone else is just kind of feeling a little bitter, like a bad taste in the mouth. <laughs> no reason to feel better. You're the OGs. <laughs> You don't get shouted. That's true. Out, that's true. But, but you're, you're still the paying the original rate, so there you go. <laughs> this is this is just damage control. I'm trying to do it. Don't call me out on this. <laughs> all good. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, there's a couple questions here. I'm actually going to save Tyler White's uh, question, um, which is favorite units based on type. I'd like mm-hmm. to do that maybe with Boxer Saint or or perhaps Matt. So um, we'll save that one. Um, mm-hmm. But. Uh, I like this question, and I think I think maybe Wabs has some 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 thoughts on this, uh, being an experienced you know RTS player. Of course, uh, of course. What is what is everyone's thoughts on hockey's? Hockey's. Uh, yeah. So oh, sorry. Let me let me double check who asked this question first because I actually didn't put it in the questions. I copy pasted it from AOT General. Um, but uh, oh, it was Holosol. Okay, there you go, Holosol. Mm-hmm. Uh, who did it? So. Um. Yes, so hockey's. Oh, I'm going to give on. my answer here. Mm-hmm. Let, let me finish the question, Wabs. Oh, dang it. Sorry, hunting Wabs. I want to give an answer from that alone. <laughs> All right, what are your thoughts on hockey's? Tell my me. thought on hockey's is that they're overrated and that you can totally get to my level of the upper echelon with just clicking mouse. That is the <laughs> hottest take I've ever seen in my life. <laughs> You've been playing too much MOBAs recently, dude. I feel like that's what's happening. You're just pointing. No, no, you, need, like, you need hotkeys and MOBAs. You need hockey's in RTS. Not important. You can definitely do it by clicking. Just have better aim. Amazing. <laughs> yeah, RTSs are just like uh, FPS games. There you yeah, go. Yeah, they're just FPS. <laughs> All right. Uh, continuing on. 
Uh, so you'll you'll you've already answered this second part of the question, but I'll, I'll read it anyway. I want to learn them and thinking of sticking to the default definitive edition layout. What layouts do you use and what would you recommend for a return player such as myself was always point and clicked. Wow. <laughs> wow. This is literally you. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Stay with point and click. <laughs> I don't say always better. <laughs> no, um, you use the default definitive edition layout. It's grid. You get used to mm. it and it in memory maps really well with your brain because it's literally where especially in AOE 2 Definitive Edition, mm-hmm. where it is on the screen, like where the houses are, the building is on the screen, it's the same button on the keyboard, if that makes sense. Oh. So it goes like QWZ, cool. right? Is mm-hmm. like your top row, your middle row, your, your, like, your third row, right? Wait, um, like QAZ or QWZ? Q, QAZ. QAZ. Okay, okay. So it like it just lines up very nicely, yeah. uh, so, so that you literally your brain can process it quite quickly because of the fact that it's what you see on the screen, it's relative it's what you have to, to press. What, yeah. Now, mm. I mean, you don't have to go this far, but I did this when I first learned RTS hockey's. Um, you play uh, the word writing game. <laughs> I love that word word racer or whatever online, mm-hmm. uh, and your goal is to write words as quickly as you can. It's like a keyboard writing competition yep yep it, it's like it, it matches you with their own people and you just you just race each other and try to see who can write words faster um huh. but the the reason i recommend it is you actually have to practice that without looking at the keyboard yes you have to know where I, the entire like where everything is based entirely on your hand position exactly and this is beneficial not only for your aoe games mm-hmm. uh, or your rts games which you'll then be able to click stuff without having to look at the keyboard Mm-hmm. and have it perfectly memorized but it's also beneficial if you are a student and you're writing stuff or you work because yeah. uh, then you'll be like me and you'll be able to stare into the soul of your coworker <laughs> as you are <laughs> typing something into the screen because you have it perfectly memorized mm-hmm. uh, and that's very entertaining um, yeah. and perhaps you could also in theory then uh, be reading a text and co- like writing your own essay and not looking at a keyboard in between so you can just go back and forth. So it's actually very beneficial yeah. the whole time. I actually do do that. I The only thing I glance at is like between paper or one monitor and uh, the other monitor with the words on it to make sure that it's like, wait, did I spell things wrong? That's the only time I glance. But usually I just read the thing and type it out, which is really nice. And, and I, I, I just I think it's... That. I think it's funny because like I have that skill like at some point I just I literally sat down like yeah. years ago and just you have to it, develop like, it like well but I think if you play this word game and you literally just force yourself not to look at your keyboard mm-hmm. you can learn it in like a month or two most most people yes. I think yeah it, it's, I, I would but agree. you don't have to be super fast you just have to memorize the keyboard <laughs> yep and then speed comes with time um, because if you, yeah. yeah no that's really it and I'm gonna I'm gonna give a slight hot take here I'm like a, a two finger typer not like two in pointer fingers. No wonder like you don't want to use the, the hotkeys, yep. dude. So the thing about this is that whenever I do play a game with hotkeys, I force hotkeys to work within my, my system. So don't listen to anything this man says. No, it's great. It's amazing. <laughs> so you use your alts, you use your controls, you use your shifts, and then everything else just works based off of those. And you never have to move your hand. It's just like when I played MOBAs, it was QWER. And then maybe D. Everything else was just alt controls and shifts. Yeah. Or no, I use uh, individual fingers are on individual things. So oh, okay. Q is my ring finger, W is my uh, middle finger, and E R is my pointer. And then on alt is my You're thumb. You're that shift. kind of guy. I never move my hand. It's awful. It's really bad. No, no. Actually, okay. I don't because because. Okay, so if you learn writing, right, the F and the J key has where your, uh, is it the index finger? Is, am I right there? Yes, it's the index uh, finger. The pointing finger. Um, so, and then naturally your pinky falls onto A, right? Um, or oh, Q. I hate that. I do on shift. Now, now here's the thing. Mm-hmm. If you're playing an RTS game, you actually have to get used to your pinky clicking control because you're going to get control mm-hmm. one, two, three, four. Yep. Um, Five, six, seven, eight, nine, zero. Don't at me. That's the right way to do it. Um, so <laughs> you oh, don't God. all tab through buildings. Get out of here. Um, so, <laughs> uh, but but you have to get used to your pinky going down there. Um, <laughs> but I think I naturally go back to just just using this um, thing. And this actually all goes back to when I learned how to play guitar. Oh, fair. 
you didn't think I was going to hit you with this. Wasn't hit you with this. I learned classical guitar before I like learned playing. So I'd see a lot of my peers when like we we played like in, in a band, we did rock music, um, mm-hmm. in in high school and stuff. And they always use that, you know, the ring finger, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and they'd move it up and down, right? But me, I got four options instead of three, okay? Because I use that pinky. I learned that classical style. I could use that pinky to uh, to play them notes. If <laughs> you're cool. not using your pinky, you're honestly forcing way too much hand movement. And I could see that being really bad on you. Only like a real really man uses their pinky, all right? Only fake macho people that want to be tough don't use their pinky. That's what, <laughs> that's my hot take. There you go. Honestly, I'm going to agree with that. I don't know why you would ever use ring finger on control. That's... That's like asking for carpal tunnel. No, no one uses ring for our control. Okay. Um, but on A and Q, that's where we, we differ, right? Oh, you move your hand that far for it? No, I don't have to move my hand. It like Sorry, it naturally rests on A and Q, my pinky, right? Yeah. I only move my fingers up and down. <laughs> I don't move yes. them side to side. Yes. This has been Wait, way too much talk up. about this. Okay, hurry up. <laughs> no, 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 I really want to know this. Where does... Okay, where does your index finger land when you're playing RTS? If your pinky is on A and Q and control. My is it on index? F? Yeah. F and R, yeah. Really? How do you end yeah, up yeah. going to zero? What do you mean to zero? <laughs> How do you go all the way to like the numbers? Okay, so when you start going further, so once you hit six, you uh-huh. then start hitting the other control key. So control seven, control eight, control nine. You hit yeah. with the other, so your thumb hits the control. I actually wouldn't have to do that, probably. I could. I don't know which. Yeah, I probably would. But I have a large hands. Um, Listen, I've played a decade of RTS games. And I've created a system mm-hmm. that I think mostly makes sense. Like it's no, it's I like totally eighty percent efficient, but the last twenty percent is completely up to me. Like my preference, right? Okay, I'm just thinking about the general right half of the keyboard because you can reasonably hit up to H. Is what I'm gonna say. Well, I don't so have to hit H. F is usually the limit, right? Sometimes oh, T is it really? in some RTS games. Yeah, you're not going past that. Okay, okay. No, that's completely reasonable then. I would I have no issue. The only with... time I go past it is is control control six. On the other no, side. Not, not even control this? six, control seven, control eight, mm-hmm. control nine, control zero. Mm-hmm. Um, and then and then I'm just listen, I I've played this game for ten years. Those are the those are the hockeys that'd be hard to memorize if you started using them. But I just I made a system in the beginning. Mm-hmm. You have which is so memory. funny. All right, here's the reality, okay? <laughs> when I started playing RTS games, I made this whole system, and so I'd, ha- I'd have all, like, the buildings, like, on those, like, further ones. Because mm-hmm. the idea is, in theory, one, two, three would be your two, two different armies, right? Mm-hmm. For at least five years, it was only control one for the army. <laughs> <laughs> and then I just went four, five, six, seven. I'm like, I'll eventually learn how to use two armies at once. <laughs> the real so secret good. is when you learn that you don't have to use the control groups when you're in the middle of a fight. Sometimes you can just box some units and actually mm-hmm. use your uh, your click and point uh, oh. if, if you're desperate. And One so we, we go take. full circle. <laughs> yep. Real hot take. You always use the mouse for your, your armies. Just the best way to do it. Calling it. Um, I don't know. More control. That, but, it's more individual but I, control. I, I think <laughs> if there's certain micro. units. Okay. okay. Let, let me be specific to AOE4 here now. Okay. Um, the big thing I think for having two control groups is just have at least your your cav your your cavalry on that second control group because if you have a bunch of uh, spearmen that you're up against, you want to go around them and hit the archers. Of course. Um, so it's good to have them on a second control group and then use them to like run around and then mm-hmm. get the archers instead of fighting against the spearmen where they're going to go wrecked. So yeah, there you go. The, there's your the, there's your actual AOE four knowledge from this whole thing. <laughs> <laughs> the only tidbit of actually useful information. Was that last five seconds? <laughs> yes, and we can we will get a little more useful information here. It well, no, I think the earlier part might be interesting if you're trying to learn hockey. So there you go. Yeah, fair. Um. Uh. So this one kind of ties into our second topic. So we're gonna answer this question, then go into the Genesis tournament. Mm-hmm. Um. This is by Snipey from the Discord. Looking at the finals of the Genesis tournament, it's notable that sacred sites were largely ignored in most games, even when one player solidified map control early in the game. Why do you think this was? Even the commentators mentioned that they could have been used to draw the defensive player out during the match. Should the gold income possibly be buffed on them in your opinion? Or should they be buffed in some other way? So mm-hmm. right now, the way AOE4 is set up is they have these sacred sites that are these like win conditions separate from like the main game. It's just like a random win condition if you can hold them. Sure. Uh, I believe for 10 in-game minutes, although don't quote me on that. Um, 
you know, uh, but you have to hold them for a certain amount of time, both of them. Yeah. Uh, you can't lose them. And uh, they so you have to have wouldn't... like very dominant map control to actually do this. Yes. Um, <laughs> and I think it's not a problem. The reason I don't think it's a problem, Snipey, is they're not supposed to be something that wins you games or actually gives you an advantage, I believe. Like mm-hmm. to be more than anything, they're supposed to be someone who's completely has a very defensive stance, mm-hmm. but isn't doing anything proactive on the map. So you can punish them because if you at least have 60% of the map, shall we say, you're able to take these two sacred sites and just hold them instead of having to go in into that, you know, impossible defense. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So that's I that's how I kind of think about it. What do you feel about like because I think the one thing that this so let, let me just talk about this a little bit and then I'll go uh Wabs' stake here. Um, who is hunting rabbits? He's not Wabs. What am I talking about? Um, so <laughs> the alter ego. Um, so uh, I think more than anything, it's it's good that the game very much has things to do aside from just destroying all the buildings to win the game. And that's all it's supposed to be there. It's supposed yep. to be that option that it's, you know, I, I think here's the reality with the Genesis tournament the players were at such like sometimes are at such different levels truly um or they just rather destroy the person's economy and not let them like build back up if they take the lead mm-hmm. um so so it's like they they don't like waiting around like i think that you have to have a killer instant right um yeah, for sure it, but it's really it feels really just the option like hey this person's it, i think it has to do specifically with if your civilizations don't match up well if that makes sense mm. like you might have a civ that you're very much as long as you can control this area like maybe you are the defensive civ that gets that castle up there and you're like yeah i no longer have anything that i can really destroy but i can defend this area like crazy right mm-hmm. um so it, it, i think it's kind of made for if you if the person who has map control chooses those things to be the focal point of the game. It will become the focal point of the game. However, most pro players um, just know that like, no, I need to make sure that this person actually can't rebuild. So they go further and then they go for definitive strikes. Right. Yeah. Um, Yeah. To me, it sounds like it's entirely just an alternate win condition where you very much have your base win condition of beat the opponent like just kill them um but if there's absolutely no way that you can do this while you maintain the lead then that's why you start thinking about it because if there's no way that you can kill them that means they're defensive that means they're not pushable um and holding those those sacred sites would be the only way to actually force them out because it's it's not forcing it into a um a game of like duration and just like waiting time it's now waiting time with a purpose which is the only real difference I, th- I would see, at least. Yeah, I don't think giving arbitrary like gold income would help mm-hmm. because it would then, then it become too focused upon. You know what yeah, I mean? It becomes it kind an of objective ruins. that's needed. Yeah, it, mm-hmm. it, it's an objective that you don't get to decide where it is. If that makes sense, right? Yeah. Like, everything else in the game relatively is decided by you and your opponent putting stuff onto the the map. Mm-hmm. Um, but this is something that's like somewhere in the middle that is arbitrarily placed and so if it is something that wins a lot you're forcing engagement maybe to a point that they didn't want to do with this game yeah. right um so i actually don't think they should change it what i have to ask at this point i don't know how much crossover there is but would this be a similar type of thing to the golden um resources in starcraft that were in roughly the middle one player i mean if you implemented it i guess right yeah uh although i don't think it's exactly the same uh because it's just a site you have to take over like you have to capture with your 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 priest unit so um it's different in the sense that you're not like setting up a base there okay it's just Uh, hold it and have a thing there although i think conceptually you're right though like Mm -hmm. creating these artificial areas that people are going to fight over because they need to now so if we implemented this gold increase like a significant gold increase by this, then it become a thing you'd have to fight over, not just an option uh, yes. if you have map control. So yeah, I think that's that for that for that thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's talk a little bit about the uh, Genesis tournament. Um, we had uh, top eight players from the qualifier facing each other. Mm-hmm. Um, this is an AOE four. The winner was. Uh, received seven thousand dollars usd um and you got 
Uh, and just for making it, you 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 made you made some money. There you go. Nice. Um, the big things, I guess, from this, what you're seeing. Oh yeah, peak viewership, uh, sixty eight thousand. Average viewership, forty five thousand. So there wow. you go. Definitely healthy, right? AOE two yeah. two tournaments. I don't believe they they crossed the sixty thousand mark before. So already you're seeing that there's at least more people interested in this than maybe the AO2 scene at the beginning. I'm not saying this is definitive in any sense. Mm-hmm. And I think if anything, AOE2 is always because they've been so consistent, like their their growth feels a lot more natural. It doesn't feel like a spike. This feels definitely like a new game spike. So yeah. with caution <laughs> with this viewership here. Mm-hmm. Um yeah, uh more than anything, uh we had a couple different kind of players from different communities all joining in here. So uh, players I know, I know Marine Lord. So it was really cool to see the Starcraft player Marine Lord making yep. it to the quarterfinals here. Um, Marine Lord mostly playing from what I saw. Uh, wow. Okay, he won with the English, he won with the Mongols, and then lost twice with the French. So it looked like the French did not work for him against Mista. Um and it was a close game, though. And Mista actually did quite well. The Mista I haven't heard before, but apparently... So uh, what I'm seeing from his kind of Liquipedia bio here is that he was uh, uh, an Age of Empires Online Age of Mythology player. And apparently, in Age of Mythology, he's one of the three M's, along with Magic and Magyar, who win nearly every Age of Empire Mythology tournament in which one of them participates. So there you go. He, okay. has, he has a history. He has a spiritual history. How do you yeah. feel about that, Labs? That's... Honestly, I really like so seeing Marine Lord generally genuinely just such a big like nostalgia hit for me Uh, (laughs) because it's been a long time since I've heard that name and I liked him a lot when I uh, like way back when I don't even know when I would have watched him probably like six to eight years ago, maybe longer. Um, So big nostalgia hit. Very happy to see that Uh, mixed or missed a winning though. Like, damn, I don't know. So what we're seeing from this, I don't know if it's too much, is just like that potential um, overlapping and like very extreme overlapping of kind of all of the games. And yeah, this tournament feels like every RTS player mm-hmm. pro Ever. before or pro now has just decided, hey, I'm going to jump on this for now and we'll we'll see yeah. what happens. Right. So, yeah. Yeah. And they're showing like it's not like, oh, all of the AOE2 players are like have a big head uh, head up. It's. No, all of the RTS pros from the vast majority of RTS games that I can think of um, are genuinely competing and have a, a very viable shot, regardless of what game they came from. For sure. Um, Vortex, for instance, X, uh, Starcraft and, and Warcraft mm-hmm. 3, I think. And uh, here's a Storm, actually, player. Uh, really? Managed to make it through all the way to the semis, but the Mista beat them as well. Recon... Um, I'm talking about like some of the Civ choices earlier in a second, but Recon more than anything uh, is a AOE 2, AOE 4, Age of Mythology, Age of Empires Online. So it's fun to see Age of Empires Online versus Age of Empires 2 players (laughs) right now. (laughs) So I guess that's kind of the big mix that we're seeing here. Um, And beat Hera. So that's good. I guess especially someone coming from the AOE 2 scene, that's that's definitely a big deal uh, beating Hera. Mm -hmm. I believe the way the tournament format worked is... If you won with the sieve, you couldn't use it again. Oh, interesting. But if you lost with it, you could use it again. Yeah. Um, and so you'll see this especially... Okay, and sorry, the Viper um, was the one who who made it through past Recon and made it to the finals against the Mista. <laughs> and, uh, and it seems like... And this is... We'll talk about this a little bit in the patches, but it seems like the French sieve right now feels like the go-to for these pro players that when they lost, they're just going to keep trying French again and again. <laughs> like, sure. That's kind of, that's kind of the story of this tournament. Uh, so, um, and I think it's addressed actually in the patches in AOE for a little bit, uh, cause they made a roadmap recently. So uh, I'm sure we'll, we'll talk about it in a second. Uh, big, big thing. Yeah. It just seems French is the, the new go-to sieve kind of for, for most players. Mongols as well is very popular. Um, yeah. and I, I know why people don't like building houses. No, <laughs> The Mongols, where you just automatically don't have a pop, uh, pop. What is it? You don't have to build houses. You just have two hundred population. So there you go. That's uh, that's beautiful. 
that's beautiful isn't that beautiful it is a beautiful thing <laughs> um i do like that they kind of require um up to four different sieves to be very um you have to be familiar with at least four and then you can start even considering matchups afterwards like um yeah most players have to have at least four and then maybe even uh pretty much four yeah there you go yeah because of, with the best of seven you play four so you have to have at least that um and if there is like oh this this is a very good matchup against this specific sieve but if it's against something else then i just straight up lose which probably they wouldn't be playing um but yeah it seems like a very interesting direction for things to go because you have to have so much familiarity with the game overall rather than just a single thing that you're you're doing which is kind of possibly common in other things at least in starcraft <laughs> which is where most of my knowledge is coming from yeah no for sure for sure mm. um you have excessive knowledge in our the rts games what are you talking about dude oh true true sorry sorry my bad uh so <laughs> um so yeah i i found i found this really cool um it kind of reminds i love this format in any tournament when i played mm-hmm. hearthstone a bunch this was the tournament tournament format that was the go-to Mm-hmm. Um, and just requires people to know more than one sieve. Um, and then, uh, yeah, yeah, that's, that's kind of, that's kind of it. Um, mm. the, the last thing I want to talk about is here, Viper dominating Viper, obviously being essentially the, the, the Bonjour, the, the flash, the, mm-hmm. uh, faker, the, you know, whatever the, the, goat. the, the cross, no, not Crosby, the Wayne Gretzky, the Pele, yeah. you know, of, of AOE too. Um, and so him coming in dominating i think he's definitely motivated i think with with what we saw with the viper especially in AOE2, is just how his motivation has so much to do with all this oh, um yeah. and and he well because you know you you know when you win so much you know because mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean here's the big thing with aoe2 pros like they just have to be also content creators they're not just uh yes yeah uh, it's not players. enough to just be a thing yeah so sometimes he's focused on content and sometimes he's like okay i want to win this tournament so i'm not going to stream for a month you know <laughs> like fair there you mm-hmm. go um, but yeah, the Viper taking this, I think that's pretty cool. Uh, it sets up the lineage of AOE 2 Definitive Edition. So if they continue on with AOE 4 tournaments, it'll be very much in the mix. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I actually kind of want to see if... Um, yeah, sorry. Uh, so yeah, th- there you go. There, there's your Genesis recap. Um, if there's any... Uh, like I, we talked a little bit about the the players not like uh, not going into what is it not really taking the the sacred sites. So mm-hmm. uh, if you have any more questions related to that or specific questions uh, from the tournament, like specific matches you want us to cover, do that. Um, yeah, so that we can take more of a full episode and and like really study it and then talk about it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah. Uh, because one thing I mean that you and I Wabs have have discovered is uh, recapping a tournament. Um, you either do it really really well or you do it really really quickly. <laughs> That's true. That's true. Because uh, if you um, so well, I think I think the, some of our listeners when I did the our AO, the AOE two tournament and full recap, full in depth note and everything, I think that's that was like super solid. So mm-hmm. I'm either doing that or I'm running through it. Okay. Yep. <laughs> and in okay. between isn't good either way. Yeah, that's very true. Can I ask one question? What's your question? Why do you, why do you think only one game was to five, and like not one by two? Because um, everything was a three one except for the Marine Lord uh, versus mm-hmm. the Mista, and you know the Viper and the Mista in, in their finals. So excluding that one, um, yeah. What what's going on with that? I, I think it has new new game syndrome. Mm-hmm. where i i don't like we're not even close to discovering what actually is optimal or not optimal and so i think tweak i mean it's good that they're doing tweaks i guess they're trying to be proactive about it but the reality mm-hmm. is is the game is so fresh that these you know pro meta changes are a lot faster you just have to have creative people trying to find them um mm. because you know if brood War can change after like 11 years you know new meadows appear uh i think i think a game that's been out for a couple months or a month can can find new ways to to be interesting without the developer getting involved. However, For what sure. it does is is set the precedent that the developer is involved. It's supported. Yes. AOE three is getting just getting an expansion right now. Um, 
So yeah, I I think it's good. It's good in the sense that I like that they're hands on, they're there, and I think that will be very good for the game. Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'd have one this early, but I think one of the things that that they want to do is make sure the community knows that they're listened to and they're they're updating things uh, yeah. constantly. Yeah, okay. and that's totally fair. Um, you can there are so many games that recently that have come out that have just kind of died because of a lack of um, developer like reaction um one game that i don't know how many people here would even know about it was the uh the nickelodeon uh smash brothers similar similar thing where oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. it was pretty big for like a week and then there were very big issues with the game that um pretty much everybody that was saying had like it just ruined it and made it not not playable and because the developers were like a week or two late it was just over and I don't know if it's ever going to come back, but it had its hey moment, five minutes of fame, and then stopped. Um, and I think Fall Guys also had the same thing for a more generally known um, example. Yeah, so seeing that the the developers are actually considering AOE two and or AOE four and being like proactive with it and trying to be like, no, we're here. We know that the, the meta still has to develop, and we know that all this has to go, but we're going to do the things that are clearly too strong and then we'll do things later on as it goes if we okay and i think this is perfect actually so we'll, we'll mm-hmm. talk about the update coming next week because they've given kind of hints as to what they're gonna do mm-hmm. um in it and we'll talk about more in depth but i want to go over the roadmap so they actually announced a roadmap which is good for any developer all right let people nice. know what's coming mm-hmm. uh because right now um they don't have a competitive mode in in the game okay it's, it's all just everyone's getting used to it you got the campaigns you got casual um mm-hmm. is there a hidden there. mmr or do you not know about that? Uh, I haven't actually checked. Uh, I imagine so. Mm-hmm. I imagine there's at least a light, a light MMR system. Because, mm-hmm. uh, you know, or yep. it could just be, I mean, because that, that's the weird thing. It's like sometimes I'll just wreck people and you're like, is this is this because I'm good or is this because they're bad or it's just because it's no MMR. Mm-hmm. Uh, so this is just the general roadmap. I'm not going to get too much into specifics. Uh but essentially their winter 2021 update, which they have said here on this nice, beautiful looking graphic, uh, over 100 balance updates, in-game player scores, bugging performance fixes, Chinese Dynasty UI changes, and mini map adjustments. That's all that they wanted to do in winter 2021. And they announced that they're going to release that this week or next week at this point. Wow. Okay. And that's that's the thing that we'll talk about. But it seems like they are... They want to make sure that the community knows that they're being listened to. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I think I just wanted to mention that. Then they have the, the this, so this kind of overview for if any of you haven't seen it. I posted something in the AOE4 uh, text channel in our Discord, but uh, their spring 2022 update will be UGC creation tools. So I imagine that's kind of like modding and stuff. Patrol, I guess having a patrol function in the game. <laughs> cool. Balance updates, as always, bugs and performance fixes. So nothing like all too crazy, but maybe just it they've released a full game, but they're adding the stuff that you expect in the other AoE games slowly. Um, yeah. which I think is fine, honestly. Uh I, I like a base game that's completely made. Because you need a game before you need bells and whistles, you know? <laughs> true. True. I think and at then, this point a lot of people are like, no, I want the bells and whistles on release, but this has also been in the works for how long <laughs> yeah years yeah. um well it has been in the works for years but so i guess that's the expectation but it's like i'd rather this than it, it kind of gives you something to look forward to mm-hmm. and it avoids um the kind of inflated hype that some games have yeah it's like we're getting that hype on this release but now because they have constant updates people who actually want to stay at the community are like oh there's stuff to look forward to right Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's really good. And then after that, they're planning a season, like a real season, like a better season begin and more. So after that spring update, so that's kind of the roadmap winter spring. Uh, and there you go. But winter, winter is coming, right? Uh, a little early perhaps. Um, okay. So that update is, is the, the uh, here it is. I'll, I'll read some snippets of, of this kind of, they posted this November the 23rd. So before recording, like three days before recording, um, we hinted that, the winter 2021 update mentioned in our community roadmap might be closer than expected. And here's us confirming it. We'll be bringing you our first major update next week. So there you go. It's the first one. I guess there'll be multiple updates, which I mean is probably as anyone who's done computer science, it's probably quite prudent of them to do that instead of trying to do one massive update (laughs) to do a bunch of smaller ones. Yep. 
wait, never mind. Oh, oh. <laughs> Our first major update next week, and we can't wait for you to get your hands on the 100 plus balance and bug fixes contained within. Okay, apparently there's 100 balance and bug fixes happening. So, wow. Throw that out. This is a major update. Here we go. <laughs> it's It really is the first major update. <laughs> Uh, we've detailed some plan changes previously, but for Prestatory's sake, here they are again. So the French ship tweeted so no longer rule to no, to no longer rule the high seas. So uh, um, they're kind of seeing that the French were were doing really well on uh, any mm-hmm. kind of sea based uh, water based maps. Uh, so they're they're making sure that they're not overpowered there. Crossbowmen, mm-hmm. spearmen, elite crossbowmen will pose a greater threat to cavalry. So perhaps cavalry, and I think that's maybe maybe where the French have really been getting that upper hand. Um, so making sure that you can counter it a little bit. Significantly reducing the cost of the Chinese civilization's repeater crossbow. Cool. Ooh, okay. Cool. Uh, fix the HRE prelate unit to allow them to continue inspiring after being pushed. Interesting. Right, because there's there's this other thing. I actually saw this recently. I think Grubby was talking about it on stream where um, you actually have to get your spearmen to like prep for when a horse barges into them because you can actually stop the trample from the horses. There's there's a mm-hmm. lot of little things that are in this game that I haven't even begun to look at. Go check out Grubby's stream. Because <laughs> <Okay>. he, <laughs> or or Grubby highlights, uh, he just finds stuff because this is like the greatest Warcraft 3 player of all time. Um, he just finds stuff that I don't even think about. I'm like, I'm not even there yet, dude. All right, I'm just trying to know what each of the individual civs do by themselves. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Mongol We're super mobility mini mechanics. Yeah, exactly. Not mm-hmm. not knowing every little interaction and and how to how to set up. The, Mongol yeah. superior superior mobility adjusted to ensure the speed modifiers are properly applied. Okay, so it must have not been. And then the community called this out. They're they're actually saying mm-hmm. thanks for the community for calling this out. Oh, all of that. Yeah, I actually I mean I was being facetious, but yes, it's actually good because they I do like that. the community mm-hmm. and they're actually thanking them. Fix yeah. issues of rustivizations to limit infinite relic duplication yeah that that would be that would be a problem wouldn't it <laughs> that's, that's a bit of a bit of an important thing it sounds like <laughs> just um minor bug fix but <laughs> yeah uh let's talk about some of the bigger ones here mm-hmm. uh make the choice to turn on and view in-game player scores Ooh. uh so essentially player scores have not been part of this game but they're kind of stable via we too mm-hmm. so uh implementing them just kind of makes sense uh mm-hmm. i think a lot of people like that like to have a general idea where they're at. We move the Chinese dynasty button and user interface to a less prominent position on screen. You'll now find in the left lower hand corner. Oh yes. Okay. I can actually talk about this because I played the Chinese dynasty a couple of times. Um, they, if you build certain buildings, you can kind of switch which dynasty you're part of. All right. Okay. So as you age up, you also get to like, you can switch what, which landmarks you build in order to kind of change dynasties. And that gives you like a bonus variety on it. Interesting. So it's kind of this interesting, yeah, it's an interesting mix between age, like advancing ages and, and getting certain benefits. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's it's literally on the top of your screen. So, so oh. uh, yeah. So they're just moving it somewhere in the less, top, okay, lower that's left good. corner yeah. where everything else is. So yes. there you go. Um, ability to view the map post match is something you've asked for. Yeah, everyone just likes looking at the map after the chaos mm-hmm. they've caused. So mm-hmm. this staple of AOE2, they're bringing to AOE4. Only good things, I think. Yeah. I, I'm sure the developers like these kind of things because it's like it's a relatively easy thing to do in the grand scheme of things. Like I'm sure it, yeah. the program. <laughs> it doesn't seem like it's at all hard to be like, no, you can just stay in the map but can't affect it for however long you have long afterwards. So just, it's just, just a, watch. Yeah. Yeah, because people like seeing what's happening on the map because they might not have mm-hmm. an idea. I I agree. I think it's a really nice little feature. Is like if you want to stay around yeah. and see what people did. They're just like quality of life things that really aren't too too hard to do from a developer side, and they're just like, you know what? That's that's really nice, and people have been asking for it, so let's do it. And then uh, refinements made in the in-game mini map to improve readability are also coming in the winter twenty twenty one. So. Reducing the size of icons to train the wonder icon on the minimap matches the icon displayed on the H the HUD. Uh, increasing mm-hmm. the size of the primary town center in comparison to other landmarks and adjusting the color of certain resources. Yeah, I, I think these are all good from what I've seen. I still want the... I think a lot of us kind of want the actual buttons to be a little more distinct or easier kind of to, to process um, mm-hmm. when it comes to... Like, y- yes, you're going to learn the hockeys eventually, but they're... They're very sleek, and I like how sleek they are, but I, I do find it's hard to differentiate them sometimes. Mm, 
Yeah. It's it's not as clear cut as an AoE 2. So that's one thing I guess that I might hope for. It hits the unfortunate part in uh, game design where you're like, wow, this looks really good. But I also don't know why it's different from that one. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's one of those things where it was so sleek that they only they look too similar. (laughs) Exactly. Yeah. Like they look really good and like great job on that. But I kind of wish they looked less good so that I could see what what I'm looking at. There it is. Uh, what will happen to my save games and replays? Oh, this is a big thing because we've only been able to have 10 replays so far. Final update really? to this. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so if that number 11 was great, too bad. Um, <laughs> upon updating to this build version, you will no longer be able to utilize replays or saves from previous builds. Oh, interesting. Huh. So there, this is like a major update. Like it's to the point yeah. of like you're losing your replays. So tough. You know what? You only had 10 anyway. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, so campaign, and then last thing, campaign progress and all content unlocked within the game will be unaffected. So you're like your achievements and your your, your campaign mm-hmm. won't be affected. So that's mm-hmm. good. That's good. Uh, and yeah, there's that update that's coming in, coming in hot next week. How about that? All right, that's really that's actually really fun. There's so much going on, and that did not seem like a hundred different changes. So there's a lot of stuff that wasn't said. <laughs> well, watch like when they had like they talked briefly about some of the major things that they updated when it comes to balance fixing. But watch them mm-hmm. tweak like a hundred numbers, you know? Yeah, yeah. Instead of zero point one five is now zero point one seven. <laughs> the attack speed. <laughs> and then you see some of the best players in the world be like, "This is broken. What's going on?" <laughs> yeah, that's some of the best players in the world. I mean, unless you're grubby, I don't think people are looking at it like that. Like mm-hmm. I still, there's some part of me. It's like, Not yes, yet. Viper is a genius at this game. But also, I don't think Viper knows the, the minutia of the small things yet. Yeah, not uh, yet. I, I think he's he's just a master of RTS games <laughs> in general strategy. Um, and consistency, which which not a lot of players have. Um, yeah. So there. Totally fair. Uh, I'm just right. thinking with uh, yeah. with similar patch notes from... Honestly, I'm, I'm just going to say from Dota here. Um, like seeing those tiny little changes like, oh, armor went up by one. Um, which really sounds like nothing, but then you see it and you're like, when you know all of the things in this game and you see the pros look at it, you're like, oh my God, this character's broken now. <laughs> the, the more you know about the game, the more you actually realize the impact that has on it, right? Yeah. Um, so it, it'll be fun to see such small changes potentially break a meta. Probably not at this point. They're going to be making uh, relatively small if they are. Um, but yeah, it'd be really funny. <laughs> to see the reactions at least oh for sure mm-hmm. um i guess i can maybe throw this at the end here uh if you want to buy the aoe definitive editions now's your chance it the aoe one definitive edition is 75 percent off on steam uh nice. aoe two definitive edition is 50 percent off and so is aoe three definitive edition 50 percent off so there mm-hmm. you go cool. um yeah i I uh, yeah, I, I hope all of you enjoyed this show. We we blasted and ran through everything. Mm-hmm. Um, the only updates that I have more than anything is I am planning. Well, one, join the Discord if you want to. Kind of, we, we got we got some people chatting now. It's, it's starting to move. Um, Love that we have. So this is kind of the way it works. I can maybe explain the Discord a little bit. Um, AOE. We have the AOE 2 and AOE 4 general chats, so just feel free to jump into any conversation that's happening there um, and then talk to the fellow people of the community. Um, and yeah, our Discord actually, I think, is just about at 50, so that's pretty good pretty good nice. uh, for, for our new community, and it's just getting buzzing now. Um, community tournament, my plan is to do an AOE, AOE 4 tournament on December the 17th and also have... Uh, VT stuff, defend the Dark Lord title in the AoE 2 side of things. So that's all planned for Friday, uh, December the 17th, 7 p.m. Eastern time. So I'll, I'll more updates in the Discord. So if you want to be part of that, make sure you're joined and make sure you at me just literally in the AoE 2 section or AoE 4 section. Like, hey, I'm here for the tournament so I can I can mm-hmm. make sure that you uh, you got all the information you need. Is there any prizes in the tournament? Uh, you get a lovely little color in our discord. That's it. Um, and you get to play in a tournament and have fun. So it's the and best stream. Prize. So I guess if you like that, also that, uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, there's a question section. So if you have any questions you'd like to answer in the show, please mm-hmm. feel free, uh, feel free to do so. And then, um, 
there's also an Age of Empires news channel, which I've introduced. So both the news channel and the questions channel have a six hour delay on it. So you like you can only do one, you can only post one thing every six hours. Um, and the point of that is so people just post questions that I want on the show or just mm-hmm. pose news, right? So with Age of Empires news channel, um, this is just the community can help uh, us here keep up with all the like different news that's coming coming around the scene. So if there's like a big tournament that just happened or a tournament coming up, you want to throw it on the Age of Empires news channel, throw it in there. If there <laughs> is some major news about someone uh, joining the scene or, or, or those types of things, or maybe major patch updates, um, something that AOE, AOE just announced is coming, uh, you might want to throw it there too. Okay. So that's kind <laughs> of the channel. It's, it's going to help us organize. And it's kind of, it's going to be a community effort to make sure um, I'm keeping up on things just because uh, I know my life gets busy and I want to do the best possible thing I can with the podcast, right? Given the limited amount of time I have, uh, given life right now <laughs> uh, and work and, and a lot of outside of work stuff that I have to do for work, that's definitely draining a lot of my time. So if uh, if the community kind of rallies and, and brings me those news things, it makes it a lot easier. I can read up on them. I can watch some of the tournament. Um, I can watch maybe some of maybe someone discovers some new mechanic or, or some cool things, cool tricks mm-hmm. with a certain sieve, or maybe there's a really cool build you want to throw in there. Throw those in there um, in the news channel, or throw them as a question, and we'll cover them on the show. And that way, there um, mm-hmm. we're we're up to date on these things, and it just makes the podcast that much better. So, and if you do want to talk about it, you can always do so in the general chat. Just going to put yes, that out there. Yes, AOE well. four or AOE two. Yeah, yeah. yeah there's sure. no there's no six hour delay in the general chat. <laughs> You can throw it in there for us to talk about it and then talk about it separately. Like they talked about hockey, exactly. I think, in the AOE2 chat. Mm-hmm. Um, so thank you so much uh, for everyone who listened to our episode this week. Um, as, as I said, no fancy music or, or whatever, because uh, you know we're trying to figure things out with our audio editor. However, mm-hmm. uh, Wabs, sorry, Hunting Wabbits. Yes, yes. <laughs> I appreciate you being on a podcast since first time since 2018. It's been nice to be back with Zero. It's been a long time, but... <laughs> Yeah, uh, and uh, I hope everyone who listened enjoyed this banter. Um, I had a lot of fun. It's always yeah. fun uh, uh, doing podcasts with your best friend. <laughs> um, so, so uh, yeah, I hope you enjoyed it, and we'll see you next time. Peace. Bye.